Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Maybe just in case. Today's, uh, today we're going to be learning Ksubis Daf Beis as we begin a new Masechta in this uh, Davyomi cycle, Masechas Ksubis. Ksubis, of course, is uh, known, it is famous for being Shas Katan. It is a miniature Shas. You have a little bit of everything in Masechas Ksubis, a little bit of Shabbos, a little bit of Avelis, a little bit, obviously, a lot of Nashim, a little bit of, uh, of, of, of uh, Nedarim. You have all sorts of different topics from all over Shas in Masechas Ksubis. The Makar of the idea that it's called the Shas Katan is from a chida in the Birke Yosef, he mentions that it's called the Shas Katan, and he gets it from the Tzavah of Rabbi Sheftel ben Hashla, the son of the Shla. Kadosh is the first source that we have that referred to Ksubis as the Shas Katan, but uh, it is obvious, meaning uh, that you learn Masech Ksubis, you see that uh, that you're bouncing around from topic to topic, uh, enjoying the benefits and the pleasures of each of the various topics of Torah. The Masech largely deals with, though, Dinim relating to Chuppah and Nisu, meaning there is a Meseches Kiddushin that talks about Kiddushin, there is no Meseches Nisuin, there's no Mishnah anywhere that tells us how to do Nisuin. So Meseches Ksubis talks a lot about Chupa and Nisuin, it talks about the Chiyuvim that a husband has toward his wife and her Zuchuyos in the marriage as well, it talks about the Ne'amonus of a husband to have a Tainus Besulim in case his wife that he was expecting to be a Besula is not a Besula and a lot of the things that emerge from there a lot of uh, Nizik and a lot of Dinim of Sex Veika and the like, a lot of this in the second parak. There's a tremendous, tremendous amount in Masechus Ksubis. Today's share is sponsored by, I forgot to say, Dr. David Lander, an honor wife and children. It is also sponsored by Mindy and Henry Orlinsky, Lizech Nishmas, Henry's mother, Rachel Leah, Bas Chaim Ashar Cohen, who survived Auschwitz and Bergen-Belsen, lost her family, but rebuilt generations of Shomri Torah and Mitzvahs from Yerushalayim to Beit Shemesh, from Odin to Passaic, Bergen County, and Lakewood. It is also sponsored by Misha Feldman in memory of the fourth yard site of his wife, Donna Feldman, which was Sunday the fourth of Tammuz for Dana Pesia Bas Shmuel Yaakov Zev and Hashem Shav Aliyah. It is also sponsored anonymously for Shlema for Esther Basara. It is also sponsored in memory of Harav David Ben Rav Yaakov Aryeh Lipshit Zecher Tzadik Levracha on his 29th yard site, which is tomorrow Test Tammuz by his grand- grandchildren Dani and Feggy Waxman. Of course, Rav, uh, Rav David was one of the Gedola Yisrael uh, whose yard site is, uh, is, is, is tomorrow. So uh, always could die to think about the messages and the life of Rav David Lipschitz Atzal, one of the great Rosh Yeshiva of our Yeshiva, and uh, one of the great uh, Manhigim of, uh, of Klal Yisrael. It is also sponsored by Rav Tzvi Baruch, Rav Tzvi Baruch Hallander and family in honor of the second yard site of Kela Hallander, Neshama Shav and Aliyah. And it is also sponsored by Yisrael Moshe, Rabbi Yisrael Moshe and Shoshana Sif in honor of their parents and children. Thank you to our parents who giving us such special Torah life. And thank you to our children and grandchildren for Bliyayar bring so much nachas. And it is also sponsored uh, by uh, Je- Becky and Jeff Mischel, the Zeich Nishmas Becky's grandmother, Elka Rezel Basra of Mordechai Dov, whose yard site is tomorrow, the night of Thomas and Shema, should have an idea. We thank all of the sponsors so very much for the sponsorship. So the topic of today's daf is going to be, the Mishnah is going to talk about what day a Basula should get married, and the Gemara is going to discuss why it, the Mishnah is going to briefly mention why it is that a Basula gets married on that day, and then the Gemara is going to discuss discuss Lamaynaf Kamina about a Basula getting married on that day, and uh, we're going to discuss whether um 
whether something happens and they're unable to get married when they were supposed to get married. So what happens? Does the husband immediately have all of the chiyuvim that he would have at the Shasni suin, Or do we assume that he does not have those chiyuvim until they actually get married? Does it make a difference if he's the reason that they pushed off the wedding? She's the reason that they pushed off the wedding? Some other onus is the reason that they uh, that they pushed off the wedding? And then on Amr Bey, the Gemara is going to have the discussion of ain onus begitten or yesh onus begitten, meaning if a person uh, makes a tanai and get, then uh, tanai was fulfilled or was not fulfilled because of an onus that occurred, do we assume that the onus is uh, a tainus onus is enough to prevent a get from being chal, or do we assume that, or to cause a get to be chal, or do we assume that onus doesn't matter, whether it was onus or not, if uh, if whatever was supposed to happen, happened, so then the tanai was fulfilled, if it didn't happen, the tanai was not fulfilled, that is the sugya of ein onus or yesh onus begitten, so let us begin with the Mishnah on the top of Daf Beis Amaral, a little bit of background in order to understand this Mishnah, uh, three things. First of all, a woman who is married, whether it's Erisin or whether it's Nisuin, and she is Mizana with another man, she becomes Asura to her husband, the husband has to divorce her. There are no two ways about that. If she is Mizana willfully with another man after she is already in Asha's Ish, she has to get divorced. They're not allowed to stay together. Second, a person who marries a woman uh, with the assumption that she is a Basula, she's a fine base Yaakov girl, everything was uh, supposed to be perfectly fine, she was behaved her whole life, and then they had to be a Rishon, and it became clear to him that she is not a Basula, she does not necessarily become a Surah Labayla, because that itself is a Svek Sveka, meaning if she was Mizane Tachtav, then in Achinami she'd be a Surah Labayla, but we don't know that she was Mizane Tachtav, maybe she was Mizane before they ever had Erisin, in which case she would not be a Surah Labayla, or maybe she wasn't Mizana at all, maybe someone Nebuchadnezzar uh, after Erisin, in which case only if her husband is a Kohen would she be a Surah, but if her husband is not a Kohen, she'd be a Mutaris to the Kohen, so that would be a Svek Sveka. <coughs> if uh, the husband finds that she's not a basula, you might ask, husband finds that she's not a basula, how would the husband know the difference if she's a basula or not? Has, has he been behaving his entire life in terms of uh, what he should know? So the Gemara is going to deal with that later on. The Gemara will say we might believe him and then give him malchus for not behaving himself uh, because uh, how can he tell the difference whether she's a basula or not? But be that as it may, apparently he has uh, the awareness that she's not a basula. And the third thing is that there are certain women that only have a suffix echad, that there is no Svek Sveka. Namely, like we just said, in Aisha's Kohen. A Kohen gets married and he finds that the wife is not a Basula. There's only one Suffolk. Maybe she was Mizana Tachtov, or maybe she was Mizana before the, the Arisin. So if she was Mizana before the Arisin, they could stay together. If it was after the Arisin, they cannot stay together. There is no further Suffolk, though, that maybe it was Ones or Ratzon, because it doesn't matter whether it was Ones or Ratzon. If he's a Kohen, she's a Suratim, whether it was Ones or Ratzon. Another case where there would only be one sefek is if the girl is a at the time of the erisin she was less than three years old at the time of the erisin if uh, he finds that she's not a basula by the time they have nisuin he knows that she was mezanetachtav because there's no way that the znus could have happened before the erisin if it would have happened before the erisin the basulim would have grown back Chazal assume that uh, that any bia that happens before the age of three it's kenosin etzba ba'ayin dummy it's like putting a finger in the eye where the tear just replaces itself. The moisture of the eye just replaces itself. So too, we assume that the basulim returns if she was under three years old. So if they have the erisim 
before she was three years old. So we would assume that the basulim would have returned, and therefore, if he finds that she's not a basulim, there's only one suffix suffix ones, suffix ratzon. So we'll see the ramifications of all of that, not only here in Dav Beis, but later on in Dav Tes as well. It's going to come up a little bit later in the Masechta as well. So let's begin the Mishnah. Says the Mishnah, basulim, he says, Yom Arvi, Valmano Yomachamishi, that the Allah is that a basulim gets married on Wednesday, and the Almana gets married on Thursday. Right away, Tosa saw on the top Tulsa says, wait a second, why not say Habisula? Like it says, Ha Isha Nikneis, Ha Yavama Nikneis. We have all these Prakim and Shas, Perak Ha Isha, Perak Ha Yavama. So shouldn't this be Perak Habisula instead of Perak Bisula? So he says, Mishim Dahasama Kra Kai. So tells us, tells us he is so that you have to realize that Torah Shabalpeh, the Mishnayis of Torah Shabalpeh, are a Hemsheikh of Torah Shabachsav. And therefore, when there is a particular Pasuk that talks about this exact topic, so we refer back to Ha'isha, we refer back to that woman that the Torah was talking about, from that Pasuk, Ha'yivama, that the Torah was talking about. But when there is no direct Pasuk that we we refer back to since so Basula, we're not referring back to anything in uh, in particular. Uh, Niseis also says, why not just say no sinas Basula? Meaning, who's the one that's getting married? Who's the one that's doing the Misa of Nisuin? Why are we telling the story from the girl's perspective that Basula can be married? Why not say no sinas Basula? A, per- a person can marry a Basula. So Tulsa says it doesn't say no sinas Basula. After all. It, it does say that in the second part of Kiddushin, Tosos points out, Ha'ish Mekadesh, it doesn't say Ha'isha Miskadeshes, it's Ha'ish Mekadesh, so it also says because it's the the more uh, abbreviated way to do it, is to say Besula, Besula Niseis. And furthermore, he says, if it would have said No Sinesa Besula, one might have thought that Isuin could even work Balkarcha, could even work against her will. It sounds like a, you can do it, you could be No Sinesa Besula, whether she likes it or not. So that's why it tells us Besula Niseis, that it doesn't work Balkarcha, unlike Yibu, it doesn't work, Balkarcha, it doesn't work against her will, which is a very important episode because we have to shift our mindset a little bit. We're coming from Yavamas. Yavama, Yibum, works even Balkarcha of Anisha. Uh, Nisuin does not work Balkarcha of, of Anisha, which is an interesting thing that we shouldn't discuss. Why is it that Mesachas Ksubas comes after Mesachas Yavamas? Yibum would only happen after they've already been married, after she's already been married. So Ksubas should come, right? Ksubas is all about Nisuin. So Ksuba should come before Yavama. So the Rabbim and Akdama to the parish of Mashiach says it's this exact reason because the Chiyuvei Ksuba are chal right away at the time of the Nisuin, but it still comes after Yavama because the Nisuin is talui on the Ratzon of the person. You cannot force a woman to have Nisuin with you as opposed to Yibum where it's not talui on the Ratzon. And again, when I say that you can force Yibum, it doesn't mean that you are permitted to force Yibum. It means that it works if you do force it, that there is a chalot of Yibum, if you do the terrible Avera of forcing a woman to uh, to have to have Yibum with you, but but because it even works Pal uh, so that's why Yibum comes first because it can happen in all circumstances. Um, and not only that, we could force the man to be miyabim or to be cholets eishas If he's not interested, we say well, we don't care that you're not interested. You need to take care of this. You need to do yibum or chalitza, says the Rambam. And that's 
why because uh, you need to you, we can force and that's why yibum comes first because it's more absolute whereas nisuin has to be a shidduch but they're both happy with the shidduch right that's the way uh, nisuin works and that's why ksubis is after it tells Yomtev in the beginning of Masechus Yivamis has some something to say about that Rambam he's not 100% sure that that's the reason that ksubis comes after Yivamis but let's leave it at that so now so uh, right away we, we just had one phrase besula nisai so we already said why does it say besula why not say no uh, why, why does it say basula and not habasula? Why does it say niseis and not no sines habasula? What about liyom haravii? Do we have anything to say on liyom haravii? So it says Tosfos velo belel chamishi. Don't bring basra dinida delak suba delam ram batigra. Koshkei miyasa nisun belel hey dikalamecha sheitrud binisun suba velo yivol. That we don't want it to be too late in the week because if it's too late in the week, there's a cloud that lech suba delas batigra that there are always fights when there are subas because we have we're used to at least Ashkenazi Jews are used to a standard version of a with the same amount of money in every single ksuba. Every single ksuba that we have is Masayim Zuz, and then you have Meiz Kukun Kesef Tzaruf of the Nechassim that uh, she brought into the marriage, and the Tosefis Ksuba, Meiz Kukun Kesef Tzaruf. So every ksuba is 200 Kukun Kesef Tzaruf plus Masayim Zuz. So whatever that's worth, whatever the value of silver is, uh, you know, depending on the generation, so whatever that's worth. So that's, uh, that, that's it. So there's not much to fight about. However, that is not really the din of ksuba, as we're going to see in this masechta. There could be lots of fights about the ksuba. How much money is it worth? That's all you're giving my daughter? That's all you're promising for my daughter in the ksuba? And uh, therefore, therefore, there is a great concern that it's going to cause a big fight, and uh, they're not going to be able to uh, to, to finish uh, the marriage, to consummate the marriage before Shabbos, because they're so busy fighting about the uh, the ksuba. By Sephardim, Adayom they actually just put real dollar amounts in the ksuba. I was just at a Sephardic wedding this week, and you heard $18,000 in the ksuba, which I thought was very, very low. It's a very small number. I asked for Sachs, who read the ksuba. He was just here today in camp. I said, why was it $18,000? He said, I didn't write the ksuba. I just read the ksuba. He said, I don't know. I thought it was very low also. Rabbi Yosef used to insist on $52,000 in the ksuba. Um, I just saw in Rabbi Jackter's uh, new sefer that, uh, that he has a sefer about uh, bridging traditions, it's called, about the differences between Ashkenazim and Sephardim in various areas of Psak. So he said that uh, that, that uh, when Rabbi Ike Sultan got married, he asked Rav Shechter, he's a Sephardi guy, so he asked Rav Shechter, the Talmud Rav Shechter, he asked Rav Shechter how much money they should put in the Ksuba. He said $100,000. It should be $100,000 in the uh, in the Ksuba. So 18000 is very little. I've got to tell my Talmud who got married this week, he got away with, uh, you know, very, very cheap. So anyway, so there could be uh, there could be any sort of ticker, there could be any sort of argument in the Ksuba, we don't want that to happen. So anyway, so Basilis is Yom Ravi and Almana gets married in Yom Khamishi, the Gemara is going to deal with why. But first the Mishnah tells us, because twice a week, but they didn't convene in the large cities, on Mondays and on Thursdays. So we want that if there is a Tainus Basulum, the guy will be able to show up to Basin to make his Tainus. So we want them to get married right before there's the Yeshiva's Basin. So you get married on Wednesday and then the next day. Day, the next morning he can uh, <clears throat> he can come to Beisden. Now there could be any number of reasons why a woman is not a basula. So first of all, nowadays we always tell the chassanim if you don't uh, find basulim, you don't know what you're expecting anyway. So you have no uh, no taina anyway. Plus, uh, you know, a girl went horseback riding or anything else. There could be a million reasons why she's not a basula. So we always tell the chassanim don't go running to Beisden the next morning. Probably you don't know what you're doing. Probably uh, you know. So there's no there's no running to Beisden. But back in those days, it would be running to Beisden. So Frak tells us, wait a second. And what's going to happen if you go to Beisden? 
Bezin, you go and you say that she was a uh, that she was not a Basula, Bezin will say, Okay, Shkayach, she was not a Basula, but it's still Svek that she's Mutaris to you and that she gets her Ksuba, because maybe she was a Mizana before the Erisin, and even if it was after the Erisin, maybe it was an Ones, and therefore uh, she's entitled to her Ksuba anyway, and uh, go home and Zachay there's nothing wrong, you're allowed to stay married anyhow. So, what kind of Taina, what's he going to accomplish with running to Bezdin? So, Tosa says, Enochinami. But if he's a Kohen, or if she's Pchusim Bashalom, Bashalosh, then you'll accomplish something, because then there's only one Suffolk. And then we would have to go to Chumra on the one Suffolk. You wouldn't have a Svek Svek. But Tosis points out that Rashi says that no, the reason he goes to base is not because as soon as he says his Taina and we believe him, that it's automatically going to destroy the marriage, and it's automatically we're going to say, okay, she's Asura to you, and you have to pay the Ksuba of the No, the reason we do that is because it's going to cause a tumult, and once people start talking about it, uh, someone who knows more more information will come. Meaning it won't be a Svek Sveiko, it won't be any Sveiko. Someone who actually knows something will come and will be made in base and will be able to clarify what actually happened. And once we're able to clarify what actually happened, then we'll be able to know if this marriage is for keeps or not, if they're able to stay married to each other or uh, or not. So that's how Tos points out that uh, that Rashi says. So says the Gemara, why do we say, no, normally means why. Why do we say, so uh, Tosus points out over here in the first Ibramaskum Leprema, ain't Shawal Hatam Lama Nises Bravi. The Gemara is not asking why she gets married on Wednesday. Dim came Lava Mishani Midi, because if that were the Gemara's question, then we're going to be sorely disappointed by the answer, because the answer is not going to answer the question. So the question can't be why she gets married on Wednesday. Allah Hachi Perushal says Tosus. What's the nafkamina in the fact that she gets married on uh, on Wednesday? So uh, that's how Tosas understands. Pashupshad is that we're actually asking why Wednesday, meaning why Wednesday and not Sunday. The Mishnah had said that Bezin convenes twice a week, and the only reason she gets married on Wednesday is so that the guy can go to Bezin the next morning. Well, if that's the case, then get married on Sunday, and the guy can go to Bezin the next morning, because one of the days that Bezin convenes is Monday. And it's true, we're not going to answer that question immediately, but in the ensuing discussion, that question will be answered as far as why Wednesday and not Sunday. So anyway, the uh, Gemara answers, Shmuel explains, because we're going to have a Mishnah later on, Adap Nun Zayin, that, uh, that from the time... Uh, uh, the uh, the 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 uh, 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 a husband proposes to a wife from the time a guy proposes to a girl uh, that they should have uh, that they should they should get married. There's a 12 month waiting period if she's a basula, a 30 month a 30 day waiting period if she's an almana, and then he has to commit that they get married by that time. Not so yeshivish. 12 months. Ooh, his stomach he goes away to learn in yeshiva somewhere in the interim. They can't uh, be hanging out together for 12 months. So they uh, so so for for 12 months they wait, and then by 12 months uh, by, by by that time, he has to marry her. He gives Manvelonisu, but if that time arrives and, and they don't get married because the husband is delaying the marriage, Ochos Mishalo, he already has to start providing for her with Mizonos as if they've already been married. And if he's a Kohen, she already gets to start eating Truma. Because Mida Rice and Narusa is allowed to eat Truma also. It's only a Din Mida that Narusa is not allowed to eat Truma, that we're afraid she's going to share it with her family who's not entitled to eat Truma. But Mida and Arusa is allowed to eat Truma, so if the time comes and he didn't do the Nisuin, he already has to support her. <coughs> so based on that, says the Gemara, you might think 
that if, if, if the 12 months is up on a Sunday and he refuses to get married on that Sunday, he should already be chayiv to support her. That's why our Mishnah says, no, no. If the time is up on a Sunday, there's no pressure for him to get married on a Sunday because you're not supposed to get married on a Sunday. You get married on Wednesday. So it's not his fault. He's not pushing off the marriage, meaning the year is up whatever day of the week, the following Wednesday, he has to get married. And if he doesn't get married to her on the following Wednesday, then he's going to have to start supporting her. Amr of Yosef. Mari Davram, Rabbi Yosef says, I don't understand. Ribono Shalolam. It's a Mari Davram is like some sort of expression of Ribono Shalolam. It's a lashon of Tamiya. Tali Tanya Tanya. That Shmuel is uh, is is making our Mishnah, explaining our Mishnah on uh, on the basis of a Mishnah that's not taught. So says Mar. Wait, Hey Tanya Vehelo Tanya. Which teaching of Tanaim? Both of these are Mishnayos. Which one are you saying is not really a Mishnah? Hatanya Vahatanya. Both of these Mishnayos are Mishnayos in our Masechta. The Mishnah Besulunis is Yomarvi and the Mishnah Vigiasmandalunisu. These are both proper Mishnayos in these in this Masechta. So what are you wondering about that we're explaining one Mishnah? based on another Mishnah, yeah, that's how Mishnayis work, that's how every body of literature works, that uh, a little bit of, uh, of uh, you know, that it becomes more move on when you see the whole body of uh, the whole book, when you read the whole book, you understand everything, right, that's what they taina, that a person only learns the first couple of dapim of a Masechta, so he misses most of the Yisodos of the Masechta, because they develop throughout the entire Masechta, no, we're asking how could Shmuel answer his kasha on our Mishnah of why women don't get married on Sunday based on the Mishnah of Igiz Nisu when that Mishnah doesn't say a reason that you don't get married. It doesn't give a reason. It just gives a ramification of the fact that you don't get married on Sunday, right? What did that Mishnah say? That because we don't get married on Sunday, you don't have to start supporting her on Sunday. You can wait till Wednesday to start supporting her. That's working with the assumption that you don't get married on Sunday. But it never answered why you don't get married married on Sunday. You want to tell me an answer that Shmuel said? Here's the answer that Shmuel said. Again, the answer to the question of why is it that Absolut doesn't just get married on Sunday? After all, the Basin will convene on Monday. We know our Mishnah said that the whole point of getting married on Wednesday so you can run to Basin. So why not get married on Sunday? because you could still go to Basin the next morning. So I answer the Gemara based on a brisa that we're going to have in tomorrow's daf. The Chum were concerned for the welfare of the Benos Yisrael, that the husband should have to work on preparing the meal for three days and before the days of modern refrigeration so it wasn't Shaykh to prepare a meal over the course of Shaykh and just put it in the fridge over Shabbos. In order to give a a Jewish girl, a proper Jewish wedding, so uh, that with all the fanfare and with all the, uh, the, the the covet of the Suda, so he's got to prepare for three days, and therefore we don't allow for Sunday weddings. And once we have this din, that you're not allowed to get married on Sunday anyway, because the Chum made a takana, so now we understand the Mishnah, that if the uh, time for the Nisuin were to arrive on Sunday, they're not ready to get married yet, and therefore he does not yet have to start supporting her on that Sunday. Therefore, Rav Yosef now adds to what Shmuel said. We've already answered the question. The question was, why get married on Wednesday and not Sunday? 
Meaning, why Wednesday or Sunday as opposed to any other day is that it's said in the Mishnah? Because you have to be able to go to base in the next day. Why Wednesday and not Sunday? So we've already answered. Because we want to make sure they have three days to prepare the Su'uda properly. But now we're adding on to what Shmuel said. Therefore, from Shmuel, who's Mechadesh, that the time for the, the 12 months are up on Sunday, the husband does not yet have to support her because it is not his fault. He's not able to marry her. So what if there are other reasons that he's not able to marry her when the time comes? Let's say it's already Wednesday, but Chalahu, he's sick, or she's sick, or she became a Nida, and so because of one of those reasons, they're not able to get married. Then he's also not going to have to support her, meaning if we're going to say the fact that there's an onus of the Chachamim not allowing you to get married on that day because it's Sunday and it's not Wednesday, so you're not obligated to support her yet. Any other reason that you're not able to get married on that day also should be a good enough reason to not have to start supporting her yet. So uh, she's sick, he's sick, or she becomes a Nida. Fascinating that we give that she becomes a Nida as one of the reasons not to get married. That seems to be assuming that a Chupas Nida is an invalid Chupa, that they're unable to get married when she's a Nida. That is a big deal in the Rishonim. Chupas Nida may not be the way we plan it, it may not be the way we prefer it, but uh, it's a big machlokas in the Rishonim, whether it works or not. The, from this Gemara, Pasha reading is that it does not work. And some raise it as a suffix in Halacha. That Rav Yosef was not adding on Shmuel, he was asking. That Shmuel, you're telling me that if the time is up and it's ready, they're ready to get married, but it's only Sunday, he does not have to support her. Yeah, what, what if the time is ready and it's ready Wednesday, but, but he's sick? Does he have to support her? After all, when the time is up on a Sunday, he doesn't have to support her because it's not his fault. So over here also, when he's sick, it's not his fault. So maybe he doesn't have to support her. Oh, Dilmar, maybe no. No, when the onus is a result of shaktu chachamim, that the Rabban made a takana, then he doesn't have to support her. But when he gets sick, that's not an onus as a result of a takana's chachamim. So maybe that's still included in Igiyaz man velo nisu, and he does have to support her. And even if you want to say that if he gets sick, he does have to support her, that that is not a valid uh, reason to refrain from supporting her because uh, it's not a takanas chachamim. What if she gets sick? Can you say to her, look, I don't want to support you right now because I'm ready to get married. And you're the one that's backing out and telling, telling me that you have the flu and that you can't get married. Oh, Dilma, Matzia Amraleo. Maybe she could say to him, Nistach Vasadehu. Look, you're marrying a human being. You're not marrying a machine. And human beings get sick. So it's your own, uh, you know, the, the, this is life, you know. Uh, we don't say this at a Jewish wedding, but, you know, for richer or poorer, for, you know, in, in health and whatever, that's that's what a wedding is. That's what a marriage, uh, that's what a marriage is. So uh, so it's, 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 your, uh, it's your mazel that's causing it. It's not, not, not because of me. Vim tim tzalomar amralei nistach vasadehu. And if you're going to say that she could tell him and therefore you do need to support me what if she becomes a nida can she say you still have to support me or can he say look uh, I don't know we're, I'm ready to get married you're not so I don't have to support you until we're until uh, until you're we're both ready to get married and, and for whatever reason I, I don't do it so if she became a nida when she was expecting to become a nida you have to realize in the times of Chazal most women had a vessel Kavua. They had 
very predictable cycles. They knew exactly when they were going to have a Veset, when they were going to become a Nida. So if she became a Nida exactly when she was expecting to become a Nida, then the Sugi Zanida, the impression that you get is that they were able to predict within the hour of when they would become a Nida, not only on the day. They were able to predict like with extreme precision. That's the basis, the Shach, the shach understands, that's the basis of the Chumrah of the Arzarua when it comes to Vestos. That normally when we observe an Onas Havest and a couple of refrains from having Tashmish during the time where she's expecting her period, we refrain according to Dina de Gemara, the Onas Havest, the entire 12-hour period, because she was supposed to get her period on Thursday day, so from sunrise to sunset Thursday, they're Poresh. But the Shach adds, you should also be Poresh the previous owner, the night before as well, from the Arzarua. The Arzarua says you should be Poresh the previous owner as well. So everyone asks, where did he get that from? That's against the Gemara. The Gemara says only on the Onas Havest, not the previous owner as well. That's why a lot of people reject that Chumrah of the Arzarua. But the Shach says, no, no, you have to understand. Medina the Gemara, they said, the Onas Havest, because she was able to predict exactly the hour that she'd get her period. So the Ona HaSamuch Levesta was the whole day around that. Nowadays, at best, she could predict the Ona that she's going to get her period. A 12-hour time frame she'll give you for when she'll get her period. So the Ona HaVest is the 12 hours before that. The Ona HaSamuch Levest is the 12 hours before that. Anyway, they used to have a Vesed Kavua that used to be much more common. Nowadays, it's very common also if a woman is on the pill. She has a Vesed Kavua because uh, magically, every time she takes the placebo, she, uh, she gets her period. So that's also a Vesed Kavua. But, uh, but usually, uh, left to their own uh, hormones and their own bodies, they would not have so much of a Vesed Kavua nowadays. But anyway, so if she had a Vesed Kavua and you know that she's getting her period exactly then, she cannot say, it's your bad mazel because it's the Zman of it's not his mazel. That it was out of the, out of the blue. It was shalobishas vesta when she wasn't expecting to get see done. My is he chayiv in the mezonos or not? Kivid the lobishas vesta avi matzah amrele nistachva sadeu. Since it was not the time she was expecting to become a nida, maybe she could say it's it's your bad mazel. Odil makivin dikenal she'd come shani vestayu kishas vestadami. Or maybe we would say that since there are some women that uh, that don't have a vested kavua and that it changes from time to time especially when she's nervous before a wedding and other things like that and there's stress and things like that so it's Kishas Vesta it has the status of Kishas Vesta she cannot say that it's the mazel of the husband that caused it and he would not be chayv in the mizonos. so what's the answer says Mar Pashat Ravachai Ravachai had the answer to this because the Mishnah says Higiyazman Higiyazman so Ravachai says Lonasu lo katani. it doesn't say Lonasu which would imply that the husband didn't marry the wife it says which sounds like the women were not interested in getting married to the husband what is the Mishnah talking about that the woman is not ready to get married if she's just saying I'm not ready I don't want to get married then of course she's not entitled to be supported yet she's pushing off the wedding she's the one that's uh, getting cold feet what's the case where the woman is not ready it must be one of these situations where uh, she gets sick or she became a nida or something like that where she wasn't trying to push off the wedding and even though it was coming that she became a nida or that she got sick the Mishnah must be talking about that case and it still says that the husband has to support her so there you have it that's the answer that the husband has to support her 
if the time has arrived for the Nisuin and someone got sick or she became a Nida. So Ravashi disagrees with Rabbi Chai. I'm Ravashi, no, maybe I can tell you that any onus, whether it's on his side or her side, she does not get supported yet at the time when they were supposed to get married. In who? And that which it says in the Mishnah, it's talking about where he's the one that's pushing off the wedding and that's why he has to support her. But why then does it say you're right, it should have said it from the guy's perspective that that he's the one pushing it off. But but since the Reisha of the Mishnah says we speak in the Reisha of the Mishnah from her perspective in the safe of the Mishnah we keep the conversation we keep the, the tense and the Lashon from her perspective even though the Halacha is that it's only true when it's from his perspective so this is the Machlokas between Rabachai and Ravashi that if there's one of these other types of Onsim does the husband have to support her when it's Higiazman when the original originally agreed upon time of the Nisuin had arrived. Who is this Ravachai? So Tosa says, I know what you want to say. You want to tell me the only Ravachai you know of is Ravachai Gon. And that wouldn't be so surprising because Ravachai Gon was from the early Gaonim in the later time, the later period of the Amoraim. And there's a lot of stuff from the Gaonim that made it into the Gemara. There are Rishonim that point out in various leagues of Shas that there are entire sections of Shas that come from the Gaonim. So Tosa says, I know you want to say that, but Rav Ashi answers on Ravachai. And Rav Ashi could not respond to Rav who's Ravachai Gon. This must have been because Ravashi was from the days of the Amoraim. So this must have been an earlier Ravachai and not the famous Ravachai Gon, the author of the Sheiltos. Rav Shatter often points out that uh, the whole thing that we call Gaonim, Gaonim, uh, he often points out is that not every Gon was such a, what we would call nowadays a Gon, meaning uh, there, there was a Yeshiva called Yeshiva's Gon Yaakov and uh, the Rosh Yeshiva, the Yeshiva's Gon Yaakov was called a Gaon. Now why do people become Rosh Yeshiva? Sometimes because they're Taka Big so they become Rashi Yeshiva. Other times, because they're extraordinary fundraisers. They know how to keep it, they know how to run an institution, how to raise money for an institution. Sometimes they're both. Sometimes they're neither, and it doesn't work out so well. So the Yeshiva's going Yaakov is like any other Yeshiva. Some of the Go'onim were Gevaldika Tamidi Chachamim. Some of them were Gevaldika fundraisers. Some of them were both. Some of them were neither. So I don't know if Rav Chai Go'on was Gevaldika fundraiser, but he's one of the big Go'onim in terms of, uh, you know, being a well-recognized uh, Tamil Chacham. So Rav Chai Go'on was one of the, uh, one of the great great uh, Gaonim. That's why he's one of the famous uh, Gaonim. Okay, so that is the first sugya of the Masechta. Now the, the, the Masechta shifts gears a little bit. Uh, in, in general, we have a klal in halacha called Onus Rachmana Patre, that if a person has to violate an Avera, not, not for any fault of their own, because of an Ones, they're potter from any Ones for that uh, Avera. It's derived from the fact that if a man is Nebuch Ma'anes, a woman, that the woman is not Chayim for having a Bia Asura, Right, it's uh, she's potter was a total onus. So in our sugi, we're going to talk about uh, the the din of onus as far as uh, the chiyuv of a husband to support his wife. Rav Yosef learns from Shmuel that any uh, any 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 prevention of the any delay of the marriage because of an onus, he got sick, she got sick, she became a nida. He's not going to have to support his wife. So from Rav Yosef, Rav discusses. Okay, what about onus begitten? What if a man gives a get to his wife and he says that? That the get should be chal when a certain tenai is fulfilled, and at the end of the day, the tenai was fulfilled, but only ba'ones. The tenai only got fulfilled because of some accident, some unforeseeable accident. Do we say that that's a fulfillment of the tenai? Meaning, most often the tenai is related to zman. This should be your get. Uh, you know, if I don't come home in uh, x amount of time, let's say he wanted to come home.
home and he was ready to come home, but then an onus happened that prevented him from coming home. So do we say the Tanai was fulfilled, that he didn't come home in that amount of time? Or do we say, no, that's not a fulfillment of the Tanai, he wanted to come home. It was an onus that he didn't come home. So I'm a rabbi, so says rabbi, when it comes to getting onus is not a valid taina. If a guy gives a get to his wife and he makes a Tanai, that if I don't come up until a certain amount of time, this get should be valid, and then an onus prevents him from coming home, the get is valid anyway. The Tanai kicks in, and the get is valid anyway. So it seems that Rava holds that a tainus onus does not uh, does not prevent a get from being chal. Where does Rava get the idea that that an onus, a tainus onus does not prevent a get from being chal? So a few suggestions. Maybe it's from the Mishnah that a person gives a get to his wife when he goes out to travel somewhere, and when he gives it to her, he says, "Let this get be valid if if I don't come home within twelve months." Because he, he knows it's a dangerous journey, he may die, he may be MIA, and they're not gonna, you know, he doesn't want to leave her in Aguna, he doesn't want to leave her to have to do Yibum Rechalitza with his good for nothing brother. So he gives her a get that, uh, that if he doesn't come back within 12 months, and then Mace Patok Shemasa she dies within 12 months. So it turns out that tonight is fulfilled that he didn't come back within 12 months. Ain't no get, it's not a valid get. Sounds like Mace who ain't no get. It's only because he died that it's an invalid get. Hachala Hareza get, but had he gotten sick and that's what prevented him from coming home, then the get would be valid, even though it was an onus. He got sick. It wasn't his fault. Yeah, but he didn't come home. So the Tanai uh, kicked in, and therefore the get is a valid get. So that that must be the source of Rava. So it says, no, no, that's a diuk. You're making a diuk. That because he gave an example of mace, you're saying it must be that being chola is different. Maybe when it says that if he dies, it's not a get. It's huadin. If he was a chola, it would not be a good get. Maybe just the reason it gives an example of mace is to tell me that you cannot have a get that's chal after the guy's already dead. So that's why it tells me that dead people can't get divorced. There are two ways to end marriage. There's divorce and there's death. So once you've ended it with death, you cannot end it with divorce anymore. So that's the whole chiddush of ain't get. Says Mark, that's the whole chiddush. We already learned earlier in, in, in the Masechta, in Masechta's Gitten on Dafayim Beis, that Eim Get Lachamisa, because the Mishnah over there says that if a Shchiv Mirah gives a get to his wife and tells her, Mati, this should be your get if I die. This should be your get if I die from this illness. This should be your get after I die. Any of those Lashonos, Lo Amraklum, because all of those Lashonos imply that the get should only be chal after he dies. But you can't have a get be chal after he dies. He's already dead. They're already not married anymore. So we already know that Dinavain get lachamisa. So says the Gemara, maybe the Tana, when he says mace, as opposed to uh, chala, um, maybe he doesn't, doesn't mean to exclude a case of chala. Who did, if the guy got sick, the get would also not be valid. Why does he give an example of mace? to tell me that ain't get la uh, Akharmisa. I, why do you have to tell me and get la Didn't we already learn in the ratio that ain't get la So that's to tell me not like Shittas Rabbil Seinu, because there's a Brisa that disagrees with that Mishnah that holds that if he says in Lobasi, we cannot shame us and then he dies within the shame of Chodesh, then it's a valid, that, that, that it is a get la Akharmisa. Um, that, uh, that, that it's a, called the get la Akharmisa and it's not a get. And the, the Allah is that she's like an Almana that needs even more Chalitza uh, if, there, 
were if there were no children, and they hold that no, it's not a get that, that it's not called a get lachemi, so that it's a valid get. The Tanya Rabbeinu say that it's actually a valid get. That even though it's happening lachemisa, it's actually a valid get, and therefore she doesn't need yibum or chalitza if, the, if they didn't have any children. So we just happen to point out man Rabbeinu, who are these Rabbeinu? So Rabbeinu Shmuel Beidina Deshar Mishcha, the famous Beidin that was matir the oil, um, meaning there was there was a series of takanos made in Masech Savol Dezara that recorded Masech Savol Dezara about uh, different ma'achalei akum, bishul akum, and stam yenam, and 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 pas akum, and chalav akum. So initially there was a gzera against shemen akum. So the beidina the sharu mishcha were the basin that was matir the oil that they they took away that that restriction. So sabri like Rabbi Yossi and they hold like Rabbi Yossi. Damers manus shtar mochiachalav. Let's say you can look at the date on the shtar. If the date on the shtar is prior to the misa, then that means the get precedes the Misa. Don't look at when uh, when he says the get is going to be Chal. Look at the date on the Shtar. So it says the Gemara, another Machar for Rav. So where does Rav get his idea that uh, that, uh, that 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 uh, that, that Rav wanted to say ain't ones begitten? So Elami Seifa. He gets it from the Seifa because it says Me'achshav Mubasi Mikan Rashem Asuchodesh Umeis Betoch Shem Asuchodesh Harez a get. And if the guy gives a get to his wife and says this get should be Chal Me'achshav from right now, if I don't come back in twelve months from now, and then he dies within the 12 months, then it is a valid get, because he made the get bichal limafreya. So we're assuming that the same might be true if he gets sick. So uh, that the, the, the fact that, he, that the reason he didn't come back is that he was sick is irrelevant. He didn't come back, and therefore the get, the, the tonight kicks in, and the get is going to be chal. So says, why are you assuming maybe the get should only be chal if he dies. But if he gets sick, meaning because if he dies, I understand that he wants the get to be chal. He doesn't want his wife to have to face a yibum situation. But maybe if he gets sick, he doesn't want the get to be chal. He wants her to be able to, he wants to stay married to her. And therefore maybe the get should not be chal. So we're still struggling to find where on earth does Rava come up with this idea of ein ones begitten, that a tainus ones is not going to be enough to prevent a get from being chal. So tomorrow we'll pick up with Ella we'll have a couple of other suggestions. We will have a shir tomorrow if anyone can make it. I know it's of Shabbos, but I'm going to try to give a shir tomorrow. I think we'll do at uh, 12.30. I think it was out on the WhatsApp chat. I think that's what we put out on the WhatsApp chat. Yeah? That's what we said. Okay. Oh, the my volume is off. People were talking. I didn't hear. I apologize. Okay. Yeah, so 12.30 tomorrow. Okay. Have a good, good evening, everybody. Thank you. Yeah.